We are taking your calls for the remainder of this hour. Uh, one thing I want to remind you of, though, a lot of you keep asking, what about a podcast? Do you have a podcast? I can't listen. Yes, we do, as a matter of fact. We have a podcast that is now available each and every day that we do this show. You can subscribe and download it for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere that you get your podcast. The easiest way to do it, uh, just throw my name into the search bar and uh, boom. It comes right up, and uh, you can listen at your leisure, as they say. Okay, let's get back to the phone line now. Peter wants to uh, have a discussion. Good morning, Peter. How are you? Good morning. How are you? I'm good. What's up? Hey, listen, I've been trying to call, but I've been, you know, I've been running out of time. <laughs> My luck's been <laughs> crappy. Uh, hey, listen, last week you talked about the media and all this stuff, right? You know, people were saying fake news and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Okay, I try to make a comment regarding, like, I lived in communism, and the communists uh, had, uh, they had media, newspaper, TV, and all that, but the way they controlled the people is by releasing stories that they wanted to release, right? And that, I think, is the biggest problem of people saying fake news, because you know, a majority, I'm not going to say all, but 99% of all news in North America, especially, is one-sided. I mean, you know, it's what the editor, it's what the director wants the story to be. Like, if you know, how would I explain this? My English sometimes gets in the way. Uh, like, if you report on uh, one subject, you know, and you never say the other side then that's a problem. That's controlling people's minds. And that is, I think, the biggest problem that people have with the media here is that you don't hear both sides. I'd love to see a show that has two commentators, one for, one against a subject, and then let's hear it. I'd love a show like that. Uh, that, that, You know, I mean, you make a fair point, but I think... We need to draw a line uh, in terms of if you're going if you want to talk about commentators, you're right. It is important to hear both sides of the argument. Um, but if you want to talk about news, and this is a distinction that I think a lot of people have trouble making. Like a lot of people yell at me for not being a journalist. I'm, I'm not a journalist. That's not my job. I'm a talk show host. My, I get paid to give you my opinion. Um, so when you're, you know, and and I think the line gets really blurred, especially when you take a look at what goes on in the United States with Fox News and CNN and MSNBC. If you think they're delivering you news. Uh, they're not. Uh, they, <laughs> yeah. That's opinion. They're not giving you news-based programming. That uh, you know, it's under the guise of news, but it's opinion. Um, and but we see, need to be able news to outlets. You know, and that's the biggest problem. Like, you know, like that Parker. Or I can't remember if that was Parler or something. Parler, there was a yes, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was a website. It got shut down because people were talking. You know, stuff that others didn't want them to talk about. I don't think like, Parler I don't, got shut down, did it? I, yeah, you can't find it on Google. They took it totally down. I, like, think, the, it, it I, think, the owners, I think the owners might have taken it down. Uh, I'm not 100% sure, but uh, okay, I, I can well. look into that. But, uh, you okay. know what, I mean, hey, media isn't perfect. I understand that. I think, um, and, and, you know, we put too much emphasis on the audience um, and, and ask them, you know, with this information age that has exploded with the advent of the Internet, there is so much information out there. See, and that's the problem, because there is so much online Tons. blabbing. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know who to listen to, You're right? because You're right. we're just hearing the one side. So now people will believe the other side on the Internet, because they're not hearing that from us. 
Yeah. Well, us, you. <laughs> no, I but, hear you. you know, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I think I think you're right in terms of you know a, a media critique. We, we could do a better job, and I think you know it's it's the wild west of the information age in a lot of ways. Hey, but good or bad, we want to know. Sure, that's, that's all. Well, you hey. know. <laughs> all right. We'll you take, have a we'll great take all day. Okay, you too. Thanks very much, okay. Peter. Bye-bye. You know, and uh, he, he's he's right. There, there there are two sides to every story. We learn that very young in this business, but um, he's right. It, it, the information age, uh, it's an explosion of information, and sometimes it's pretty hard for everybody to weed through it all. Okay, let's go to Joan now. We want to check in with Joan. Hi, Joan. Hi. Hi, Jake. Um, yeah, I wanted to talk about um, these marches, wherever they happen. They start out peaceful and then the jerks and the idiots join and start vandalizing and stealing and breaking windows in the stores and stuff. And then the police start lining up in front of the marchers and try to stop it, and that causes a whole bunch of problems. And um, I actually work in safety and security. <laughs> Things. Um, why don't the cops line up in front of the stores and let the march go on? And then it, when these riders see that they can't vandalize, you know, that can cut mm-hmm. down a lot of the, the expenses to the poor owners that get their stores robbed. So, you know, the police got to kind of think in a different way instead of waiting until things get really bad, and then they try to stop it, and then a lot of stuff happens. Just line up in front of the stores and stop the vandalism and let the march go on. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, you're right. We we see the destruction of property and things like that, yeah. which is uh, which is a disaster. There's no doubt. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Thanks very much. And we got a horrible echo on that line, so I'm going to oh. let Joan go. I apologize for that. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what's going on with the phone line. That seems to happen, and I think it's a certain type of cell phone that causes that, right, Sarah? Or a landline that'll do that? A landline will do that. Apparently, that's that's what I've been learning. Huh. I used to think landlines were the best way to go, but okay. Uh, let's get another call in here before we have to take a break. Let's go to Don now. Hi, Don. Hi, Shay. Um, I think any opinion is good as long as it agrees with mine. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but uh, you're talking about 9-11 today, and if you actually take the time to uh, do a lot of uh, digging, like uh, look with the airline pilots, the one guy I listened to uh, has been training for 30 years. He said it's impossible to fly um, uh, aircraft fully loaded with fuel into the side of the building, even if you are experientially trained. Okay, hang on. Um, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll let you continue, but I just want to uh, point out one thing. The one guy I saw, no, that's what you just said, the one no, guy no, that I, I saw. No, no, I, I looked at the, the, the stu- I've, I've listened to books, I've read books on the, the stewardess, the engineers, um, like I just, I don't look, I never look at one little pebble and say, that's the answer. I have to roll them all over and see what's on the other side okay. of them. But okay. the, the fact is there's just not enough information. It doesn't matter if it's the, the time that it takes for the military to, when a plane goes off course, the plane, it'll be usually intercepted in 10 minutes. And, and that day, nothing got okay, intercepted. So, okay. So what, what happened then? We all saw the planes fly into the building, even though the pilot okay. says it's impossible to fly that plane into the building. What happened? Okay. Okay, so it, if you look at, it was pre-planned because they had sh- put shorts on the stocks of the airline, plus the guy had the building insured for twice as much, and it was going to cost him way too much to take the asbestos out of the building. You just look at one step after another, and it was just it just worked for everybody. And then, and then there's the, the President of the United States up, time, 
up at the time reading a book upside down to children. He said, oh, that was terrible when the second plane hit the building and it hadn't hit it yet. It's just, it, there's too much stuff that, like, you know, planes crash every day, ships go down, everything happens and, and you know, you don't blink an eye, you don't think twice about it right. unless it's there's the Titanic. A and then the Titanic shows up at the bottom of the ocean. Now we can see that the number plates are okay. falling off the side of it and it doesn't say Titanic on it. And we can see that there's two props that say <laughs> Olympia and one says Titanic. Like, okay. it, it's Don- the evidence... Evidence gotcha. doesn't lie. Anyway. Gotcha. I appreciate it. Thanks very much. Um, okay. I mean, we, we know it's out there. We know it's out there. We know, I mean, uh, are you going to get mad at me if I say that's straight-up conspiracy theorist? I mean, that's what it is, right? Now the Titanic didn't sink? That's that's a new one to me. Um, okay. Uh, appreciate the call, Don, but uh, I think we got your point. Nothing is real, and it's all made up by somebody. Who? I don't know. We're going to take a quick break, and uh, we'll come back with your call. 780-496-0063 in Edmonton, 403-974-8255. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. 11.44 on this Friday morning, a beautiful Friday out there. Taking your calls now at 780-496-0063. Um, uh, if you're listening to 770CHQR, 403-974-8255. A lot of you weighing in saying, I thought the echo on the phone line is when uh, the listener had the radio up. No, there's something else. There's something else. There's a certain uh, phone or a landline that, that, that can do that. Uh, Sarah has asked them to turn down the radio and things like that. And by the way, speaking about uh, Sarah, she is um, the person who answers the phone and screens the calls. And occasionally, some of you go off on her. Don't do that. Ever. Okay, you will not get on the air. Your number will be marked. Uh, some of the things that people say to her, uh, right out of the blue, for no reason whatsoever, I guarantee you, you will never get on the air if you speak poorly to Sarah. Don't do it. You're done. It's over. Number blocked. Not going to happen, okay? Treat Sarah with respect. She's doing her job, and that's it. She's going to say, what do you want to talk about? She's going to put it up on the board. Yell at me if you want. Do not go after Sarah. Let's go to Brenda now, who wants to uh, weigh in on some of the things we're talking about. Hi, Brenda. Hello, Shay. How are you this morning? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Um, I just wanted to say I am in my later 60s, and I have had a privileged life living in Canada, as most Canadians have. And I'm just sick and tired of all the people on their soapboxes ranting and raving. It reminds me of uh, history when you had snake oil salesmen that would get up and say, this will do this and this will do that. And it was all based on their story that they could suck people in. And I don't do social media and never have, never will, because anybody can stand up on their soapbox without any credentials and just blab on and create havoc. I think if anyone has had the chance to travel around the world a little bit and see what loss of freedom is really like in some countries, that it's just embarrassing to hear people talk about what hardships we or they feel like they are enduring at this time with COVID and 
basically a democratic government that is, you know, yeah. between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, I hear you. And I, I think it's disgusting. And I think, uh, I think that it... Um, you know, you, you make a good point in terms of it, the rhetoric can get ramped up a little bit too far, and we can talk about we're living in a tyranny and a dictatorship and, you know, oh, here comes communist uh, regimes and things like that. And that is taking it too far, but at the same time, the frustration is real. We're all tired of it. We're yeah. all sick of it. Um, but, yeah, the, yeah. You, there's a lot of people who text me every day saying things like, thank goodness this generation didn't have to go through a war. We would have been leaving the lights on at night when, the you know, the government told us to turn them off so we can't get aerated, you know. Um, and I think it's... Exactly. it's it's we um, we have some issues with uh, sacrifices among some people, but at the same time, I, I do understand the frustration. Um, but yeah, you're I right. Can I can understand frustration, but I was a teacher for a really long time with grade ones, and people need to handle their frustrations and know when it is a positive and know when it's a negative. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, if you have the good of the whole Canadian citizenship frustrations can be handled or put into positive use. Yeah. Um, a lot of it, this I just see is creating angst and trying to, like for, with the Grace Church, people coming from Saskatchewan, people just to come up and show it wasn't even their problem. Like they're, they're the people that were at that no, so yeah, I know, but I mean, but they, they, they share the concerns, right? They share the concerns, so yeah. that's why. They, and if they come yeah. here and do a peaceful protest or whatever, I, I, don't, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think, you know, people are allowed to express their opinion on the issue. But, yeah, you're right. It can get taken too far, and we need to guard against that. Good call. Thanks very much, Brenda. Let's go to Rick now. Hi there, Rick. How are you? Great. Great. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. I, I just wanted to comment just on this idea that maybe, you know, the media narrative and yeah. uh, this idea that if you're against the, the what's what they call the consensus these days, you can't voice an opinion without getting banned. It's sort of like what happened with energy down in Florida, where the governor there had uh, a panel on COVID restrictions. There was somebody from Harvard, somebody from Oxford, and I think Facebook banned it and said, you're against the consensus, and we won't allow your, that to be aired. And I think we have to remember that the consensus used to be, for an example, used to be a consensus that First Nations people should go to residential schools. There used to be a consensus or a narrative that uh, mentally challenged people should be sterilized. And those things got challenged. You know, there was debate and there was court actions and things were aired and a light was shone on them. Yeah, yeah. And people looked at things differently. So I think we need to have that debate and be open to it. I think you're right. Um, I mean, my, my my take on it is, and I, and I mean, if, if you've listened to this show this morning, you'll know I take any call. I, I you know, I I don't, I don't need you to agree with me to call in and express your opinion. Um, I may disagree with you. You may disagree with me. But hey, that's what we do here. That's fine. Um, so I, I do welcome all sides of the the story, and and, and that's the way that it goes. Uh, I think the risk comes in when you know. Uh, we get into this cancel culture, right? And I don't, yeah. I don't understand, uh, you know, information and ideas shouldn't be that threatening. They shouldn't be that concerning to people where we need to completely drown these voices right out of the environment. Um, we're, we're in a situation where you can listen to it and you can make your decision based on what you hear. Um, but we get to a point where the immediate response is, that's it. This person needs to be completely shunned and gone. We don't ever want to hear from them again. And uh, that's a, that's not, we're too quick to go to that automatic reaction. Yeah, absolutely. I think when we talk to each other and we exchange ideas, uh, we have so much more common ground as people for where we are on this earth, which we have so much in common. Mm-hmm. And we've just forgotten to talk. We've forgotten to laugh. We've forgotten to just understand each other and, and try and work together. Uh, we've just lost so much of that because we're so polarized. But I think, 
I think we can get back to that if we allow more ideas to come forward and allow more debate and um, and not try and cancel people. And I'm not suggesting that you do on, on your show. I don't think your show no, does no, that. No, 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 I'm not yeah. saying you are. But, but I think, yeah. you know, and wh- why did it happen, Rick? Why did we get to a point now where an idea that doesn't fit with your way of thinking is immediately not, okay, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll hear what you have to say and I analyze it and then see if I'm going to incorporate it into my thinking. Instead of taking that response, why has it become instantly... I'm on the attack, and I am going to shout you down because you are wrong. What changed? Yeah, it is too bad. I think a lot of it's the politics. You know, it's the politics and the, a bit of the power. You know, and people see now that if I shout you down, I can maybe limit your voice. I can limit your idea, and maybe my idea wins the day. You know, and, maybe, I, and yeah. I get voted in. It's a lot of that, I think, unfortunately. Yeah, and you're right, and, and none of us benefit from it. I think you, you make a really good point that we need to... Uh, need to be willing to hear it. I mean, it's just not the end of the world if you hear an idea. Good call. Thanks very much, Rick. I appreciate sure. okay, that. Okay, thank you. Take care. Thanks. Yeah, I think Rick makes a really good point. I mean, the just the fact of having discourse and discussing ideas uh, seems to be, you know, fighting words these days now. And it's just info. You don't have to agree with it. Nobody doesn't have to change your mind. And you can have a reasonable and respectful discussion about it. But that seems to be harder and harder to do these days. Let's go to William now, who wants to weigh in. Hi, William. Hi, Shay. Uh, good morning. Um, I want to talk about objectivity in the media. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I believe in climate change, but I don't believe in global warming. And uh, this Sunday, we're heading back to winter weather. And um, I'm wondering where all the global warming people will be when we're 10 degrees below normal. Um, so this is the narrative that's been promoted in the media. And uh, also the with the carbon tax, like... This is supposed to correct the global warming. Well, where are these global warming people when we head back to winter weather? Where are they? Well, you just see you're talking about climate change and you're talking about weather in the same sentence, and they're, and they're very different things. Well, global warming... Um, are you saying that's, that's going to eliminate w- winter? That's the argument? No, what I'm saying is that uh, when it doesn't uh, fit their data, the statistics, like on this Sunday when we were heading to winter... Uh, they ignore it. And, no, no, they don't ignore uh, Justin, it. They, just a second, just a they second. They ignore it. Okay. They uh, ignore Ju- it. Justin Trudeau uh, eliminated weather data, and that's documented uh, uh, from way back to fit his narrative of global warming. Yeah. You, you, you recognize the fact that climate change uh, can't be measured by looking out your window on Sunday afternoon, right? That's, that's not an accurate measurement of climate change. Yes, but they want to pretend that it doesn't happen, that we, we, well, no, we, you know, we hit cold weather. They want to pretend that it's all uh, warming up every day, and that's false. I, I don't know if that's the argument that they're making, William. I think the argument that they're making... Oh, okay. Uh, thanks for the call, William. I, um, okay. I appreciate that very much. Yeah, I mean, it's that whole discussion around climate and, and, and weather. And, um, yeah, okay, he doesn't believe that climate change is a real thing. I'm not going to sit here and try and convince him that it is. I know some people don't. Um, but from what I understand on measuring weather versus, versus weathering climate, um, as we were talking about with the curriculum, when the Alberta curriculum comes forward, put forward by the UCP government talking about climate change, is um, saying that uh, climate is measured in large chunks of time. They say 30 years, which is what NASA's website says, which is what the government of Canada says, which is what, you know, all of the major scientific organizations say. That's a pretty good timeline for measuring climate change. So what happens this Sunday afternoon when it cools off and gets wet flurries doesn't change that. 
uh, it's one day. And perhaps it may even fit into the whole climate change argument when you talk about more extreme weather. I'm going to squeeze in one more call here before we have to go. It's going to have to be a short one, though. Let's go to James now. Hi, James. Hey, um, just to keep it as quick as I can here, just a real quick comment on your previous caller there saying about that uh, Facebook shutting people down and things like that. I can't comment on that specific event, uh, but there are many... Uh, like Dr. Mudry and a couple other people that are trying to challenge Hinshaw and things to a debate. Mm-hmm. Dr. Mudry, because he's a doctor, isn't an expert. He's a heart surgeon. That does not make him an immunologist. It does not make him a virologist. It does not qualify him to. You're saying that, or that's, an what, that's what the people he would like to debate are saying? That's what I. No, that's what I'm saying. Okay, so, okay. So Facebook shutting this down, now, I don't know that. Just because you're a Harvard-educated medical person doesn't make you an expert on this situation. Um, I, you know, I, I speak to Dr. Mudra because I know who he is, and this is one case where he's not an expert. He, um, being a medical doctor does not make you an expert on viruses. Last time he studied viruses was in the 70s when okay. he was in school. If if this was a pandemic where we were having thousands and thousands and thousands of people needing heart transplants, absolutely, he's your guy. All respect to Dr. Mudry, but that's not his area of expertise. That's like saying an electrician is an expert on on designing NASA's satellites' uh, computer systems. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm with you on that, James. But they're not the same thing. Okay. Thanks, James. I'm right out of time, unfortunately. But yeah, hey, I'm pro-expert. I, I've made that pretty clear on the show. I, I, I love the experts. We, we need the experts. 